Hello and welcome to the fourth and final episode of our World History and Geography 2 Semester Final podcast. Today we are talking about decolonization. Decolonization is the period right after World War II when countries like Britain and France who had these really big colonial empires started to have let these either by peacefully or violently letting these countries have their independence and so because they couldn't continue to support these colonies anymore yeah so this was going on around like at the same time as the cold war but countries in Asia and Africa and South America that were subject to imperialism during, like, the previous centuries by, like, Great Britain, France, Spain, Portugal, all of them, they were all starting to get their independence because that because they were just becoming too costly for the, for, um, the European nations to handle. Because after World, World War I, all these countries, World War One and World War Two, all these countries, all the all these countries' economies were just like in shambles, and they couldn't support having all these overseas territories anymore. So, um, they let some, they were letting some of them go, and while some of them were peaceful, some of them did were did end up in bloody conflict, and a lot of them did end up like that. And the transitions were very complex. So, like, even if like the history books say that, oh, they left peacefully. There were almost always consequences because of that that ended up being violent and violent in some way. Yeah, so these, although granting these countries their independence was one part of this, there was also another part where these countries would have to set up their own governments and begun, begin running smoothly like their own country. And so it was just a very complicated thing, and it took a while, and it spanned all over the world in a lot of different places. The main place we're going to talk about is in India. So after World War II, the, Brit- the United Kingdom's economy was in pretty bad shape. And after World War I, actually... India tried to um, get its independ- independence by, uh, led by the Indian National Congress. And in 1906, the Muslim League was created to protect minority Muslim rights against the Hindu-dominated, um, like, India. And in that, at the end of World War I, Britain promised India self-rule and, like, the government of India... Uh, and the Government of India Act transferred powers over um, farming, public works, and education. So basically, after World War I, India started to let India... I, the Great Britain started to let India rule itself more. And so, despite like all the promises of this, um, India still was still under British rule. And in 1919, anti-British protests also like started to sweep across India, and in, that included the Armistar massacre, where British troops killed 400 Indian demonstrators. 
And all these demands for independence were led by Mahatma Gandhi, an Hindu, a Hindu lawyer who organized resistance movements in, in, south, in the South. And, yeah. So Gandhi led numerous different kinds of protests and strikes against British, but almost all of them were peaceful because he didn't want, he didn't believe in, like, fighting against them. He wanted to be peaceful. So he did, like, hunger strikes or boycotts or marches that were all organized by Gandhi to oppose the British. So one of them, one of the really popular ones is the Salt March, which was a 230-mile march to boycott the British monopoly that uh, they had on salt. And so, speaking of all the... He he really did do all his protests and boycotts peacefully, and he was a big believer of not um, like using violence to get what they want. And these ideals were adopted by someone who, in America, we know very well, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. and who used these same techniques during the civil ri- civil rights movements in the '60s over here. So Gandhi was really the main main inspiration for that and the main um and he's the main figure in into in indian independence at this time and so, so oh you got it um and so when uh india eventually was granted their independence but because of where india was it was a mix of uh buddhism and Muslims, and so they did not get, or Hinduism and Muslims, and they did not get along at all. Um, and so there was a lot of like, so the India during this time was larger than the country of India now because of these religious disagreements and things like that. And so during this time, there was, um, India was actually split up into three different areas, uh, Pakistan, India, and what is now Bangladesh. And so there was a lot of migration between these religious people because there would be, they wouldn't be where their people, quote unquote, where their people were living. So they would have to move and change to a different area because of this. So there would often be little like riots and like people, lots of people got killed, like five thousand people got killed while trying to get into their country with their religion exactly so like the uh hinduism made up means like the main portion of what we know of india now and uh islam was on the east more on the east and west of india of the indian colony and though they made pakistan bangladesh like tim said and so Basically, all the Muslims had to take these long, journey, long, usually deadly journeys that to uh, either Pakistan or Bangladesh, so that they would a- that they would be able to live with the, um, people of the same beliefs. And that was the same with um, Hindus living in living in the Muslim areas. They had to take these long, deadly journeys. And this, and while this is more of a quote-unquote peaceful um transition there was still so much violence between um the hindus and the muslims at this time 
And because of that, we can't really say, I, I believe that we can't really say it's a peaceful transition because of all the conflict between those two groups. And that just shows that, and that is a good example that shows that no matter where you are, there's always going to be conflict, bet- conflict in the transition, like during the transition of power in any of these colonies. So in 1947, Britain did give its, gave India its full independence, but portioned the subcontinent into the, those three countries that we talked about. And in 1948, Gandhi, the main, Gandhi, the leader, almost the leader and like the symbol of this independence movement, was assassinated by a fellow Hindu who didn't like his views on the Hindu-Muslim relationship. And now India is one of the most populous countries in the world and is a, and while they have their own struggles, they are um, rising up to be one of the more, one of the bigger superpowers in the world. And, and from this period, um, India and Pakistan remain bitter enemies to this day because of both their religious differences, but also because of the tensions that arose during this period. And during the Cold War, because these two areas got split and they didn't like each other, the U.S. and USSR actually supplied atomic bombs to both sides during this time so that they could, like, get an edge over each other. And so both of both Pakistan and India have nuclear weapons to their name that they can use on each other. And so that's that's um, all of India, pretty much. And we just wanted to highlight India because it was probably the best example of of what happened across the world, and because all of this did happen across the world. Yeah, it happened all over in the Pacific, in Asia, in almost all of Africa, because all of Africa was colonized at the time. And then it happened in South America, too. And although there was peaceful transitions, in a sense, the aftermath, after the um, European countries had given the um, colony its, its freedom and its independence, there was still conflict and often bloodshed between a lot of these territories and countries. Exactly. So, like, Africa at this time was fully colonized by so many different European countries, and slowly they, many of these countries got their independence. But because of how the colonies were divided, they, many tribes were split up and put, and many, like, rival tribes were put together so that they still caused conflicts to this day. So the person we would like to highlight for this episode, although we've already talked about him some, is Gandhi. So, like we said, Gandhi was the leader of the Indian independence movement. He was a lawyer. He was an Indian lawyer. But although he was very wealthy because of his job, he remained very down to earth and he didn't try to show his wealth at all and he remained he tried to remain very humble to everyone around him 
Yeah, exactly. And that was shown by, like, the clothing that he wore. It was mostly just, like, more of, like, cloths and things like that. It was, he didn't try to, like, show any of his, like, he tried to become, be one of the people. And he really didn't like the caste system that was, the caste system, which is pretty much just, like, a class system in India that just shows, like, what you can do. And you're just born into it. And he's a big, um, he's a big, like, denier of that system. And, uh, and even though he fought for its removal, it's still a thing in India today. And it's still a terrible thing that goes on. Gandhi believed in, like, cause he, because he didn't believe in the caste system, he also believed in equality for women. And he believed that all, like, the Muslims and the Hindus should be peaceful. They should try to create ties and be peaceful with each other because he didn't want fighting at all. And he believed everyone should be equal. Yeah, exactly. Gandhi was a good person that just wanted everything to be peaceful and he wanted independence for his country. So this has been our fourth and final episode of our podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. Mr. Pomeranke, please give us a good grade. (laughs) See you next time.